Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mike Jones works for The Athletic now. You should subscribe to The Athletic. I'm a subscriber. Uh, it's totally worth it to, pe- to read people like Mike and Ben and David Aldridge and all the people covering all of the teams locally and throughout uh, the country. Mike is an NFL writer, the national NFL writer for The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter, as I do, at by Mike Jones. So, um... I mean, we're already, I mean, we're going into the final three weeks of the season. I hate this. Like, it, we went from warm weather being excited about, you know, an 18 week season, and we're almost at the end. And for our team here, I, you know, it got a little more dramatic Sunday, Mike, because of the benching of Sam Howell. Uh, a crushing day for the people that have been telling everybody to shut up and sit down that he's the next Joe Montana. Um, but um, what do you make? Of the Sam Howell situation, Jacoby Brissett coming in, you know wh- how this thing will will shake out when when the season ends at quarterback. I mean, <clears throat> I think that Sam will still be here. Will he be the starter? Um, I don't know. Are they going to draft somebody? I mean, there should be in position to um, use a high draft pick on a quarterback. Um, you know, and, and Sam is a guy that will have had at least a season of experience uh, of playing. Uh, so, you, you know, you want to have a veteran guy on your roster. Uh, is he going to be the only veteran? I don't know. They obviously were not seeing something that uh, they, they wanted to see in that game there 
Um, there were a number of times, look, Sam can make some really good plays off schedule. He can escape. He can make some plays on the run. Uh, but there are times that he really misses some open opportunities uh, for some easy check downs and things like that that will keep moving the chains uh, because he's he's going for the home run. And I think that uh, they felt like, look, this game is getting out of hand here. Um, you know, let, let's just throw Jacoby in there. Maybe for Sam to be able to see, hey, look, here's some of the stuff because Jacoby was moving the ball, you know, uh, and he wasn't, you know, just going for the deep ball. He was moving the ball down the field in chunks. And maybe they wanted Sam to see, hey, look, when you're under pressure, this is what you got to kind of um, look to do. This is the way you should attack a defense and try to use it as a teaching moment. I don't know. Um, but, you know, it, it doesn't seem like the guys that are, are coaching Sam Howell right now are going to be the guys that are going to be running the show next year. Uh, you know, there's a lot to be seen, but, you know, it, it is unfortunate because you were hoping that, okay, they've been building towards something and maybe they can be on the edge or maybe squeak out, get a, a wild card spot, and it's just another year of disappointment for this fan base. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the, the run and the new regime thing, I mean, that's that's done, as, as you know and I know. Yeah. In fact, my question to you would be, what are you hearing in terms of, A, the attractiveness of the job, both from a GM standpoint and a head coaching job, uh, head coaching standpoint? And then secondly, um, are you hearing any names uh, associated with this job at this point? Because I think everybody understands it'll be available. Right, right. Um, you know, it, it is a job that is considered to be attractive. They're going to have a lot of cap space. They're going to have some high draft picks. You know, have a number of draft picks. That is the the best thing that they probably did. As as disheartening as it was for all of us to see them trade away Chase Young and Montez Sweat, people that you thought were going to be cornerstones, um, game changing talents, um, especially Chase Young when they drafted him. You know, they were able to get you know a nice collection of draft picks for those guys, um, and that gives the next general manager and head coach something to work with as they try to build this thing. And, you know, unless they go on a hot streak and knock themselves out of it, they should have a top five pick um, here. Uh, yeah, please as, go on a hot streak. Like, don't play Jacoby Brissett. Uh, not that right. he gives them a significantly better chance. Their defense is so bad. But, you know, top four pick in this draft, you know this, you've covered this sport long enough with – the quarterbacks that are projected right now to be top five potential picks, if you throw Jaden Daniels into the mix, even if you don't love any of them, it's a leverageable position, more so than right. in most years. Yes, exactly. So that's why you want to stay there. As far as who, um, I have not heard names. I've been asking around. The thing is, is like nobody really knows Josh Harris. It's not like he's been really well connected, and so there's a track record or there are people that are connected to him that you can – find out stuff from, you know, everybody I talk to says, you know, that it's a good question that they want to know as well, but they do know that just looking at his NBA track record, he goes for winners. He went for Doc Rivers. He went for Nick Nurse, guys who had won championships, guys that are proven. Um, and so I, I think that he would try to find somebody with credibility, somebody that's established, somebody that's going to develop this team into a winner that is, seen what it looks like and wants to bring that here, not um, so much a young person that, you know, it's their first time and, you know, they're learning that way. But again, 
there are a lot of questions. Nobody really has a lot of answers. Uh, but from, from everything I've been able to gather, people say, hey, look, I don't know a whole lot, but I know he likes winners. Uh, that's what he normally goes for just from the track record. By the way, do you have uh, uh, somebody in the draft, a quarterback in the draft in the top five, if they're picking there, that you would absolutely take if you had a chance to? Well, I mean, again, you have to see who's there. Um, I mean, and also, the, the thing that's tricky with this draft is, okay, if Chicago's got that pick, are they holding on to it and using it for a quarterback, or are they using it for somebody to so get... Right there, I think there's a chance that they keep Justin Fields and 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 take that number one overall Carolina pick and package it into a lot more picks and continue to build around him or not. I do think that there is a chance. I mean, especially the way that he has played better since he's been back um, from injury. I think that what they need is a different offensive coordinator, somebody who's more talented, more innovative, better at getting his the most out of his talents there. Um, you know, this was a speculation from a, a rival talent evaluator. He said, you never know. They could wind up keeping him, use that pick to get Marvin Harrison Jr. and give him a really dynamic wide receiver and continue to put pieces around him. Or, like you said, they could use that pick, uh, keep him, and package it. They've got a lot of options there. They could package it and move down. They could keep him. They could use it uh, on another quarterback and then trade him, uh, Justin Fields. That's where the dominoes have to fall with them. And, okay, say they keep him. Then that puts Caleb Williams in play right there um, or Drake May in play. I mean, so it's really hard to say right now, um, you know, and and I have not been, like, evaluating these quarterbacks in, like, fine-tooth comb yet because, you know, we're right here in the regular season. Then once we get to the offseason when I start really picking brains about draft evaluation and where these guys fit and things like that. But they should have the opportunity to get a really talented young quarterback uh, that's got big upside that they can build around. Talking to Mike Jones from The Athletics. So let's talk some league. Uh, Last night, Philadelphia lost their third in a row. At any point during that game last night, did you think Seattle was going to win? Because I didn't. No, I didn't. Not either. Um, I mean... I thought, okay, when you like when when uh, Drew Locke came out there for the first possession, because I thought Philly, you know Philly would have a good chance to to bounce back in that game, um, and then when Drew Locke came out there to start the game, because there was talk that okay, Geno Smith's going to be active, I was like, oh, well, then Philly's definitely winning this game. I mean, it's Drew Locke, right? I mean, the last time we saw him, he was a disaster, um, and so they were hanging around. And the defense wasn't doing poorly for Philly. We saw, you know, a little more aggression and things like that. But their offense continued to struggle. But I still thought, okay, they've got they've got enough that they're going to get it done. Even after Drew Locke threw that touchdown pass, I felt like Philly was going to march downfield, get in position for a field goal, and send the thing into overtime. Um, but hey, it didn't happen. Some kind of questionable decision making. Uh, why they went for broke when they still had time on the clock move into field goal range, and then take one shot at the end zone and then, you know, go for the field goal to go for overtime. They, they you know, tried to go for the home run. Uh, they're really confusing right now because they were playing at such a high level. And the thing was, though, that they were never able to put together a complete game. Even, you know, Jalen Hurts and those guys were saying, yeah, we still haven't played our best game yet. And they were getting away with it. And they were resilient. And they were, you know, shrugging off setbacks and going out there and executing. Now they just can't get right. 
Um, and, you know, their defense rearranging the deck chairs there, defensive coordinator. Uh, the defenses continue to have letdowns in that secondary. They're not getting as much pressure up front, even though they've got the horses. The offense doesn't look quite right. Um, you know, and so it, it's interesting to go from the number one seed in the NFC to now down to the fifth in a matter of, you know, two, three weeks. Uh, it's it got to be concerning if you're there in Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, you know, they've got the Giants twice and the Cardinals, and the Cowboys have a much tougher road to finish up, including Sunday against Miami. Then they've got Detroit uh, before playing and finishing up in Washington. But, you know, what was funny is uh, in watching the game last night, first of all, I mean, last night, I I don't know if you know this, last night was a big fantasy night uh, for, you know, guys who are in playoff leagues. I'm... Denton, by the way, I was up against a dude last night that had A.J. Brown, and I was 15 points ahead of him, uh, and I thought I was dead with A.J. Brown last night against <laughs> Seattle. And, and the last throw would have beaten me. Any of those throws to A.J. Brown at the end would have beaten me, and they didn't get any of them. Um, but before the game, there were there was a lot strange, you know, a lot of strange stuff going on as it related to Seattle's quarterback position. And I was curious, and you know, I'm watching Scott, you know, do the the pregame show on ESPN, and I thought that maybe you know the answer to this because I don't. Other than having to announce your inactives, which is what, 90 minutes before kickoff? Yes, exactly. Yep, 90 minutes. What are the rules related to announcing your starting quarterback? You don't have to. You don't. There's, no, there's nothing that says you have to say what your starting lineup is. Um, you know, you just have to say, hey, here are the guys who are inactive, here are the guys who are active. You don't have to say, you know, hey, he's going to be active, but he's not. He's not playing. Um, you just have to say whether he's inactive or not. Because when Washington every week puts out their inactive list, Mike, yeah. you know, um, and you know, those of us in the media get the actual press release of of the inactives. They also will say, um, you know, such and such is wearing jersey number, you know, thirty nine, and he's replacing a guy that they move down to the practice squad or a guy that's inactive, you know? Right, yes. And so, like, do they do they have to announce that? Other than just announcing the, the, the six or seven players, whatever it is, I think it's six actually, that are right. inactive, that's the only thing that's required? Well, yeah, it, it, unless he's replacing somebody that's no longer on the roster, you know, that gets bumped down. So there is where you had to, or, you know, somebody who's called up, hasn't had a jersey number before, like you said there, um, you know, a guy who's not on the team anymore, or a guy who's gotten bumped down to the practice squad or been placed on injured reserve. Uh, we'll see that right there. But beyond that, you don't have to say, hey, Drew, you know, Geno Smith is active, but he's not going to play. Um, you know, you're just saying, hey, he's active. Um, and, you know, the other five guys who are active. Isn't it kind of an interesting season in that we've had so many quarterback injuries, we've had so many quarterbacks play. I don't know what the record is, but it seems like every week we've got new quarterbacks playing. The Jet situation's been a disaster. The Cleveland situation may be the most entertaining right now in the league with Flacco. But, you know, I've mentioned this before. Dobbs, you know, at the beginning of the year, and then all of a sudden he plays well and then he doesn't. Jake Browning, the DeVito story. Um, and then Drew Locke last night. It, it is really for us as you know kind of fans of the sport i mean you work in the sport you i i you know do what i do but it's like we really don't know 
Like, until somebody gets out there and gets the opportunity for a couple of games, like Jake Browning looked terrible in that first start that he had against Pittsburgh and when he came in against Baltimore on Thursday night. And he has had, I think, one of the greatest three-game runs from a completion uh, percentage standpoint and from a yardage standpoint in the first three out of five starts in NFL history. Like, it's kind of an interesting quarterback year. It's been a disaster, and yet it's created a lot of opportunity. No, it definitely has, and it has, it's taught, it's it demonstrated two things. Um, one, you really need to have quality depth at quarterback. You can't just get away. I mean, like that was the Jets' problem. Yeah, they put all their eggs in the, the Aaron Rodgers basket, and then you know they had Zach Wilson, who you knew wasn't any good, and then Trevor, you know, um, Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon. You know I mean, but then you have the teams here that have some quality, some guys who've got a little bit of ability and then a good understanding, a good grasp of the offense, then also you have to have a really creative offensive coach who understands the strengths and weaknesses of this player and how to position them for success. Because if you just throw a dude out there trying to run exact same stuff, it's not always going to work. But if you can figure out how to mask his deficiencies, you're seeing guys that are really talented like Brian Dable, um, with, you know, getting a lot out of DeVito, more than people expected. Um, you know, Zach Taylor with Browning. Um, you know, I mean, just going back to last year with Kyle Shanahan with Brock Purdy. I mean, who would have thought that that kid was going to wind up being something? But if you have a kid who understands the concepts of the offense and a coach who understands how to best position the kid for success, then you can have that. Uh, so it's pretty fascinating from that standpoint right there. Um, it also is fascinating. I mean, look, Josh Dobbs was looking really good for Minnesota, but then these defensive coordinators got four games worth of tape and they dissected it and figure out how to put him in bad situations and take advantage of that. So it's uh, just a fascinating chess match to me. Um, you know, you see some, you see a backup come in, he does well, but then, okay, when does the bottom drop out? When do these defensive coaches catch up to the offensive coaches? Um, it's, it's, it's pretty cool to watch. Talking to Mike Jones, so big picture, like I think one of the things that is is certainly developed here over the last four or five weeks is that the Niners are a true great team. It would appear. Do you agree with that? Oh no, I I mean I almost feel like they're the only great team right now. Um, when you look at everybody else on either side, um, you know maybe Baltimore. Uh, every once in a while, they kind of hit some lulls or hit some rough patches or. Lamar Jackson, you know, will throw an interception because he gets a little too flip with the ball. Um, yeah. But the 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 you know the Lions are a team that have talent, but we've seen them underperform. Talk about the Eagles, but the 49ers, they don't feel like they have a weakness. Their only weakness has been you know injury. The the three game stretch where they didn't have Trent Williams and didn't have Debo Samuel, they came back down to earth. And Brock Purdy was throwing interceptions and fumbling the ball and. Didn't look like the same guy. They get those guys back, and they're rolling six games in a row like gangbusters again. And so, for the, for me, they're the most complete team. They are the most unstoppable team. Just the way that Kyle Shanahan draws up plays, the way I don't understand how they can still get guys so open uh, when you know they're as talented as they are. Um, and their defense is now clicking. Uh, so I think that they are the team that is the most scary to me. They're the team that has the best shot. Uh, to win the whole thing. Uh, but, you know, you just never know who's going to have an off day. But for them, 
they it, everything looks like it's it's rolling their way. You know, I I can't think of many um, regular season matchups that will be as big as the Christmas night matchup. I mean, it's the t- the best team in the AFC record wise against the best team uh, in the NFC record wise. The two teams that right now one is now a heavy favorite to get to the Super Bowl and win it. The other one is certainly among the favorites to win it. But when's the last time we had a regular season AFC NFC matchup like this? I'm old enough to remember the famous Monday night game between the 85 Bears, it was their only loss of that year, uh, playing against Marino and the Dolphins on Monday night football, and Marino completely shredded the the 85 Bears that night, and it's the only time it happened to them all year long. Uh, I can't remember Chiefs-Rams a few years ago. I mean, this is a massive regular season game. Yeah, um, and I feel like we every once in a while we'll see it to open the season, um, but not this late in the year. You know, right. that is a real treat because by this point, a lot of these teams normally in the past will have clinched and they're starting to rest guys. And so, but to have it, you know, where you've got these teams, they're high stakes and it's late in the year. I mean, it is like, you know, the best thing we could ask for is a Christmas present as football fans to be able to see <laughs> these two go up against each other. Yeah, it will be a really good one. All right, um, a couple of teams. Because uh, it may be all for naught, but they're going to go ahead and play the playoffs anyway um, in the NFC with the 49ers uh, you know, there or, or, or not. So what do you make of the Bucks right now? And Baker Mayfield being the first opposing... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Quarterback in history to go in and Lambo into Lambo and have a perfect passer rating. They're playing well. What do you make of them? And do you think they're the best team in the NFC South and will emerge from that group? Yeah, I think they're win their division. Um, and look, it just shows you. And it's kind of I'm not saying they're going to do this, but um, what we saw with the Bucks the year that Tom Brady won it. They weren't all that great throughout the the whole year. It wasn't until like you know after Thanksgiving that they really kind of got some momentum going. Um, you know, you're adjusting to a new system, a new scheme, new teammates, um, and and you finally start getting some things. You start building and building on that. And I feel like that's what Tampa is doing. I'm not saying they're gearing up for a Super Bowl run, but I think they're gearing up to win that division and go into the playoffs. I don't know what their chances of making a deep playoff run are just because, I mean, again, they haven't been a team that we've looked at as being dangerous, although now we're seeing them 
kind of pick up some some key wins here and there. Um, but you look at some of their competition. I mean, you know, the Packers are right around 500, uh, beating other teams in the NFC South. But they are trending in the right direction where they want to. Yeah, I've always been a Todd Bowles fan, and I understand what his record is as a head coach. Uh, I do, um, but he didn't have a quarterback in right. New York. They they actually, you know, for those that forget, they actually won the division last year. They lost to the Cowboys in that first round playoff game. I forget. Did they have a winning record, winning the division last year, or was uh, it a losing record? Yeah, I, think they, I think they had a winning record. Okay, um, uh, but it's but the, he's always been a, an outstanding defensive. Mind uh, that game's interesting uh, Sunday against against Jacksonville. Who else in the NFC after what we believe are the top three? You know, San Francisco won, and then you know either Dallas or Philadelphia, whoever wins that division. Like, do you give the Rams a chance to to make some noise? Do you, you know, Tampa? I just mentioned. Who else in the NFC are you interested in? I'm interested in Detroit. I, I just don't know if they're fool's gold or not. Um, you know, I mean, we've seen them play at a really high level, and then you see them go out and lose to a team like Chicago. Um, I know divisional games, you throw the records out, they're, they're hotly contested and everything, but I, I, I just, I'm very, very just intrigued on, okay, what is their ceiling? What can they do as far as Detroit goes? The Rams are interesting to me too, but at the same time, they're so young. I mean, hats off to them for putting together a competitive team when they're up against it with the salary cap and they didn't have any first round picks last several years. But when you look at, I think it's, I think it was nine of their 12 draft picks are either starting or making key contributions from this year's draft class. Um, and they're, you know, right there, they would, if the season ended, they'd be a playoff team. I just don't know if when you're going up against, you know, other teams with more experience, yes, they have Matthew Stafford, Cooper cup, Aaron Donald, uh, but, you know, they have a lot of other young guys around them that are playing, so I'm not sure how far they can go. It's interesting that you said that because they are exceptionally young because of the cap situation, and yet they, they're, th- you know, you right now, Matt Stafford, I, he was great on Sunday. I mean, I, I've, I know that he's been banged up at times this year, missed a game or two, um, and it's not saying much to light up Washington's defense this year, but I, he just looked like Matt Stafford um, Sunday. But, you know, their three, you could argue, their three best players are all Super Bowl champions in Cup, Donald, and Matthew Stafford with a Super Bowl winning coach. So that kind of experience could be interesting in the postseason. What about the AFC? Uh, Kansas City got a win, wasn't necessarily overwhelmingly impressive. Jacksonville is now in the three-way time in the South. You know, we've talked about Baltimore, Miami. Buffalo is surging. Tell me, like, what your guess is when we get to the playoffs, who the two or three best teams uh, in terms of having a chance to advance to the Super Bowl will be. Well, Baltimore, um, and then I, I mean, Look out for Buffalo. I was talking to um, one scout who said, look, nobody's going to want to play Buffalo. Right now, (laughs) they're the best number nine team in the AFC in the history of the NFL. Um, You know, they're hot. They're playing finally um, at the level that they should have been playing all along. Um, They've, you know, look, they beat the Cowboys like that with um, Josh Allen throwing for like 95 yards. Yeah. Um, You know, they rushed for, I think it was 225 yards or something like that, and they haven't been able to run the football. But they've all of a sudden understand that under Joe Brady, the new offensive coordinator, embrace the physicality, that mindset they have to have, especially when you get into the playoffs. 
they are already in playoff mode because they know they have no margin for error. So this thing is about momentum. When they get to the playoffs, they're going to be dangerous. They could go on a run. It's going to suck for the team that's the number two seed, and you have to play the you know the number seven seed that you know is really built like a number two or three seed. You know to open your playoffs against that team is really not going to be favorable. Well, um, you know it's not out of the question. And I went through this yesterday. They still have a chance to win the division. They, no, they do. Chargers, right. Patriots, and if they win the next two with the Dolphins in the games they have, the Dolphins play the Cowboys and the Ravens, that final game of the season in Miami could be for the division title. Right, right, it could. The big question I have with Miami, because I like what they do. I like you know what Mike McDaniel's got going on there. They just haven't shown that they can be physical with anybody, you know. Um, you know, against physical teams, they they've struggled against teams that have been in the playoffs that are winning programs. If they can prove that they can play phys- with some physicality, then I think that they could be dangerous. But otherwise, I feel like they could fall short. So, um, you know, I think they they can still win their division again. That will come down to with that last game, but. Um, if they go up against a team that is a bruising team, and look, all the teams from the NFC North, whether it's Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincinnati, if they all get in, um, they could cause trouble uh, for, for the Dolphins. Um, and, and certainly, you know, they already lost to the Bills one time. If the Bills can, can you know, like I said, yeah. win that and win the division, that helps them. Otherwise, if they get in as a wild card, they're a team that, you know, Miami wouldn't want to face a third time, um, you know, so... It's going to be pretty fascinating. Yeah, Buffalo right now, of all of the teams that aren't in, is the clear-cut best team and most dangerous team. Like you said, as a nine seed, which isn't enough to get in yet, they still have to earn their way in. But if they get in, um, look out. Um, All right, two more to finish up with Mike Jones. First off, is it now like a foregone conclusion unless they stumble somehow, and I don't know why they would, down the stretch that Brock Purdy's going to win the MVP? He's a, he's become a pretty big favorite now after Sunday. I can't give him the MVP. I mean, I, I know he, he does he's doing really well, and every week we see him continue to grow. But he's not even the best player on his team. Um, again, when you took Trent Williams and Debo Samuel away, he was just a guy. Um, now, since they've been back, again, we've seen him be more confident. But, again, he's got to have everybody. He's got a lot around him. When I look at an MVP, for me, when I vote, I'm like, okay, if you take this guy off of this team, will they still be competitive or are they going to fall apart? Lamar. Like Lamar. Right. Exactly. Lamar Jackson is the Allen. guy, if you take them off that team, you know, they're nothing. Josh Allen, another guy, you know, they're nothing. I mean, Baltimore um, did almost win a playoff game last year at Cincinnati. Let's not forget that. They got in, and it was a fumble return of 90-something yards to beat them. Right, right. Very true, very true. They, they don't have but, a chance to win playoff games or go deep. I mean, you take Lamar off that team, it's a completely different team. Right, but I think Kyle Shanahan is talented enough that he could coach up Sam Darnold if he has a whole week of practice to be – you know, competitive. Um, probably right. So, what is that? Will that uh, does that? Imp- you vote that way, but how do you think the vote will come out unless Purdy really stumbles and blows games down the stretch? Yeah, I mean, he probably will have a shot. I really, really wish though that we could go with Tyreek Hill because that guy is such a difference maker for that team. He makes Tua look like 
a really talented quarterback. Uh, and look, two is doing well, but that offense is not the same when he's not in there. And there's nobody as dominant as Tyreek Hill is. It doesn't matter who's covering him, what the coverage is. He's going to find a way to get open and make big plays. So I would vote for him or Lamar Jackson to be my MVPs. Everybody else, unfortunately, they're probably going to go with a quarterback. Um, and, it, and it might be Purdy uh, because he's the team, guy on the best team. But look, he's got Christian McCaffrey, who's also an MVP candidate on his team. You got an all pro in Trent Williams. You got an all pro in Debo Samuel. And you got a lights out defense. Uh, you know, that, that just kind of diminishes it for me. You know, I was, I was going to ask you if, if, if we were only picking from the non quarterback. So you'd go to uh, Hill. I think that's probably the right way to go given his impact to that team. But McCaffrey is close for me. And right. I think the guy who has clearly been the best all around defensive player and maybe one of the best defensive seasons we've seen. And don't just look at the sack totals, look at the TFLs, look at what he does in the run game. Miles Garrett is a, tr- you take him off Cleveland's defense and it's 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 a good defense it's not a great defense he's right. a monster no I agree with you and really there's nobody else in that defensive front that scares you um you know and I mean you look at their secondary you know it's not like they have you know somebody that you're like oh hey you can't throw at this guy but he just really impacts the game so much and then he makes stuff easier for everybody else the way that he creates and puts pressure on the opposing team and they have to account for him. Yeah. Um, you know, but I mean, we've seen years that I felt like Aaron Donald should have been the MVP. Um, it wasn't, you know, it, by the way, the guy that's having a big year for them, and this is interesting, I think, to Washington fans, is Owuso Koromoa, who everybody thought Washington was going to take in the 2021 draft. They took Jamin Davis instead. Um, and uh, Owuso Koromoa, I think, is second or third in the NFL in TFLs in tackles for loss. He's having an outstanding year. There was a medical issue with him during that draft, which dropped him to the second round. Denton, it was it was a heart thing, right? Didn't we look that up yeah, at some point? Yeah, it was a heart issue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, let me finish up with this. Mike Tomlin, is he coaching in Pittsburgh next year or not? That That's a really tough one. Um, and, and I keep going back and forth in my mind. I feel like he probably will be there. Unless, you know, I, I, I don't know if somebody can can put together a package to trade for him um but so my gut is telling me that he's probably going to be there i mean i'd love to see him in dc but you know i don't know we're available do you think there's a pot do you think dc would be a possibility i mean because of what they have to offer as far as the cap space the draft picks um you know and and you've got he's a defensive guy you got two talented defensive tackles um, you got some some pieces to work with. I mean, I think it's and also he's a Virginia guy. Um, you know, I, I think there would be some appeal there, but again, that's that's speculation. Don't be you know quoting that I. That this is <laughs> Mike said, "I'm going to go on Twitter and see this right now." Hired <laughs> is the leading candidate to take over in Washington. Here's why I don't like the. Uh, by the way, I would love Tomlin. I, I've just I've always loved Tomlin. I don't get it with Steeler fans, but then again, you know when you're really close to it, like they are, maybe they know a lot more. Well, they're spoiled. Josh Harris, what'd you say? They're spoiled. Yes, um, but there's also just been, you know, the post-Ben, no offense, you know, not seemingly 
up-to-date offensively with the time. See, I think Josh Harris just strikes me as the kind of guy that's going to hire a general manager that's heavy on analytics, and they're going to go with an offensive head coach. Right, but I bet somebody that's got a track record. I mean, I, I that that would make some sense, um, a lot of sense. Uh, but anyway, yeah, just don't know who that is. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's it. I mean, there are probably fifteen other things we could have talked about, but I appreciate it. I hope you're well. Happy holidays. I'll talk to you probably afterwards at some point. All right, sounds good. Happy holidays to you and yours. All right, Mike Jones, everybody from the Athletic, Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980, and the Team 980.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 